Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 309 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading John chapter 16 today and our focus is on what causes Christian extremism plus why did Jesus tell us what he told us. Well, thanks for joining us. Our goal is to get you involved in daily Bible listening and following and learning and loving. Uh, We love the word around here and we spend uh, each day reading it and seeking to understand it. Our website is Bible2021.com and each episode of the show has its own blog post with a transcript on it. The Word of God is living and active, and one implication of that active life is that you can read and reread a text and still find amazing truths in that same Bible text after dozens of times of reading it. Such a thing happened to me today, actually twice, as I was reading John 16 to the family tonight during our Bible time. Well, the first thing that hit me was verses 2 through 3, where Jesus says, They will ban you from the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering service to God. They will do these things because they have not known the Father or me. Now, what Jesus is saying here is pretty fascinating. People are going to persecute and even kill the disciples who were handpicked and sent out by the Son of God on the mission of God, to share the word of God. And these other people are going to do these unspeakably evil acts, killing them, and be so deluded that they will think that they are pleasing God with their abominable actions. Imagine, Jesus, the Son of God, and God himself sends his disciples out to share his teachings and his story, and those disciples are persecuted, arrested, whipped, kicked out of the synagogues, imprisoned, opposed, and even killed by the Jewish authorities and other very religious people. And those people somehow, some way, think they are pleasing God by their wicked actions. Now, this is the ultimate irony, and I really do think that's not an exaggeration. This is quite possibly the single most ironic thing in history, is that some of the first century irreligious zealots would persecute followers of Jesus and Jesus himself, thinking they were doing so as some sort of pleasing act of worship that was helping out God. Now, why do these extremists, these first century extremists, do these foul deeds? Well, Jesus tells us in verse 3, they haven't known God the Father or God the Son, and yet they are doing these acts of persecution and murder in God's name. And my friends, The very same dynamic is happening still today. So many people do extreme things, demonstrate extreme anger, show extreme violence, post extreme words of hatred, and do other such things thinking they are doing the Lord's work. But they are doing no such thing. So many of these people, they neither know God the Father or God the Son. The thing is, my friend, somebody can claim to be a follower of Jesus all they want and claim that they are what they are doing is following him, but these people are either self-deluded or Satan-deluded, and they're going to hear an awful pronouncement on the day of judgment from the lips of the Jesus they claim to follow, but know him not. They will hear him say, I never knew you, depart. Very often when we quote that passage, we stop at verse 23 in Matthew 7, but we really should actually continue to verse 24 at the least. Matthew seven twenty one through 24, I've called it the scariest passage of scripture there is. 
Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Well, these people, these extremists we're talking about, they call Jesus Lord, but he does not know them. Why does he not know them? Quite probably because of what he says in verse 24. They don't hear the words of Jesus and obey them. Almost every Christian quotes, Christian in quotes, Christian and religious extremist person and group I know of claims to operate in the name of God or Jesus, but their actions and words demonstrate a flagrant disregard for understanding, living, and obeying those actions and words of Jesus. By their fruit, you will know them, says Jesus, and those who are angry, violent, harsh, attacking, and so on, are not those who are demonstrating good fruit or demonstrating that they are following the teachings of Jesus. Far too many people in this century, in this year, in these recent times, have co-opted the name of Jesus or God's name to justify their own anger, malbehavior, hatred, and vitriol. Don't be fooled by the label they call themselves. Look at their fruit and their following of the words of Jesus. Second topic. I've never noticed this before, but John 16 begins and ends with the exact same phrase. Jesus says, I have told you these things. In fact, several times in the book of John, Jesus explains to his disciples why he is teaching them and what he is teaching them. Well, let's hear his explanation, beginning with the first and last verse of our chapter. John 16, 1, Jesus says, I have told you these things to keep you from stumbling. John 16, 33, the last verse in our chapter. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Later on in the chapter, John 16, verse 4, I've told you these things so that when their time comes, you will remember I told them to you. A couple of chapters back, John 14, 29, Jesus says, I've told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you may believe. And then one more, John 15, 11, I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. So why does Jesus teach his disciples what he taught them? And by extension, why does he teach these uh, things to us also? Well, there are several reasons, and I treasure all of them. The words and teachings of Jesus, when we follow them, will keep us from stumbling, so says John 16.1. The words of Jesus, when we treasure them and remember them, will bring us supernatural peace, says John 16.33. The words of Jesus, when we remind ourselves of them and think about them in the context of our lives, will inform us how to behave and act in different situations, says John 16.4. Ah, the words of Jesus, when we see how they are fulfilled, will build faith in us, says John 14.29. And the words of Jesus, when we hide them in our hearts, and display them in our actions will cause us to have full and complete joy, says John fifteen eleven. I can't think of five better reasons for us to listen to, seek to understand and follow the words of Jesus. May you and I treasure them like the pure spiritual gold they are. Let's read our passage. John chapter 16, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. 
I have told you these things to keep you from stumbling. They will ban you from the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering service to God. They will do these things because they haven't known the Father or me. But I have told you these things so that when their time comes, you will remember I told them to you. I didn't tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going away to him who sent me, and not one of you asks me, where are you going? Yet, because I have spoken these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away, because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world about sin righteousness and judgment, about sin, because they do not believe in me, about righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will no longer see me, and about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. In a little while, you will no longer see me. Again, in a little while, you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, What is he telling us? In a little while, you will not see me. Again, in a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father, they said, What is this he's saying? In a little while, we don't know what he's talking about. Jesus knew they wanted to ask him, and so that he said to them, Are you asking one another about what I said? In a little while, you will not see me again. In a little while, you will see me. Truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come, but when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. In that day, you will not ask me anything. Truly, I tell you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. On that day you will ask in my name, and I am not telling you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father, and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Look, Now you're speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and don't need anyone to question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus responded to them, Do you now believe? Indeed, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. Amen and amen. Well, let's close out with our Bible memory passage for the month of November. It is John 14, verse 6, and it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.